0: Welcome to Now Available on Video Cassette, your favorite 90s movie nostalgia podcast. My name is Tom Ewinger, and I'm joined, as always, to the Ben Affleck, to my Bruce Willis, and yes, that is a compliment. Trevor Williams. We're going to have a gnarly time today, Tom. Dude, it's going to be totally It's going to be tubular. Yeah. Today, Friday the 13th. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't... Awesome. I just looked. Why shit. couldn't we have done some... Well, that's fine. This is kind of scary. Yeah, it's a perfect... Yeah, and it's also, you know, bad stuff's supposed to happen on Friday the 13th, like the end of the world, also known as... Ormageddon. Ormageddon bro? Ormageddon. Ormageddon. That's right. The 1999 classic... Uh Armageddon is going to be the centerpiece of today's episode, uh, an episode of this podcast, which uh, just in case you're joining us for the first time, Trevor, what do we do here? Um, Elevator pitch, go. Wait. Here on Now Available on Video Cassette, what we do is we talk about our favorite movies from the 1990s. You get a great NPR voice going right now. Uh, and then, uh, well, it's it's really nice what we do is we talk about it, and then we uh, we remember our favorite things about it, hopefully we get it right, and then we, uh, we're we going to watch the movie. We encourage you to watch it as well. Yeah. And then we uh, we revisit, we, we talk about it, uh, try to see what sort of things were problematic, Which sort of things held up. Sure. Like special effects or racial slurs. Yeah, sometimes just. Generally, the racial slurs don't hold up. They don't, they don't, (laughs) they may never have. (laughs) But we may have overlooked them in the past. Uh, Also, too, if you don't watch along at home with us, uh, we'll let you know whether or not you should spend your time. Revisiting it. Yeah, that's part of our new rating scale. Yeah, sometimes you just got to keep your memories the way that they were. Keep your memories is one of the ratings. So speaking of memories and Armageddon, mm-hmm. Trevor, what are your Armageddon-related memories? Uh, I remember not wanting to close my eyes, not <laughs> wanting to go to sleep, because I miss you, babe. Yeah, and I don't want to miss a thing. You don't want to miss a, a single thing. Even when I dream of you, yeah. the sweetest dreams just don't... They would never and do. And copyright. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Who Aerosmith. knew that Aerosmith in 1999 would have a massive chart-topping single? Huge hit, because um, Liv Tyler is in this one. Yes. Uh, daughter of Stephen Tyler. I wonder if her being in the movie and Aerosmith having a single featured in the movie had anything to do with one another. I like to think that no. It was complete coincidence. So I feel like before this, the biggest movie she had been in was That Thing You Do. That was pretty big. She was in Empire Records also. Oh, that's that was real. Yeah, no. But definitely a cult classic. Yeah. And certain to make an appearance on this podcast. But Aerosmith had some other hits in the nineties. Sure. Remember that song Pink? No. Pink is my favorite colour. I've you know never been an Aerosmith fan. That's fine. That was a kind of a catchy song though. I bet. It was good. Um so they were still around even though i guess their real heyday was in the 70s that's yeah generally kind of what i think of but this is before steven tyler was on that show that he's on now what is he on a show i think he's on one of those the voice shows or something oh, okay i, don't know, I, don't know. I, don't I just it. know that he's like crazy i believe that like i recently like heard him on a podcast and he was saying some some crazy stuff like what Lizard yeah. people? Uh yeah, not too far off. I really? Mean, I don't think lizard people, but like, you know. Um I love a good conspiracy theory as much as the next guy. Yeah, they're funny. But uh I definitely don't subscribe to them. But I think he does now. Oh, what's what's the one that he does? I, uh I think uh I think the moon
1: possibly. The moon. That there uh, is not
0: a moon. Now don't quote me on any of this. I because I don't remember. I just remember going There well, is no moon, Tom Hewinger. Yeah, there is no moon. Uh, no, I I just I remember hearing him talk, and I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't know Steven Tyler believed that that's, hollow moon that stuff. No, I like like we never went there. Oh, Kinda the like moon landing—that's yeah. a popular one. Certainly in high school, I definitely was convinced for at least five minutes that we had never been to the moon. Yeah, so. I mean it's good to question things and then be like, Absolutely. "No, we probably did." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, There's just nothing there. I so this is 1999. I was in seventh grade, and uh, yeah, don't want to miss a thing. Was like every school dance. Yeah, that was the that was a big one. You want to like, find find someone to dance with. Yeah, I never never did. I Sorry. wasn't much of a ladies' man in seventh grade. Sometimes you just got to ask, and the power of Aerosmith will bring you together. Yeah, I had really big buck teeth and glasses before Aww. glasses were cool and stylish. I know they they are now. Yeah. But, um. And also, I remember this being Armageddon. What? <laughs> Nothing. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, this being Armageddon, the end of the world, 1999. Right. Y2K. We were afraid that all the computers were going to eat us? Uh, so what I was, think was it? The computers were all going to um, not know what to do when 99 turned into 00. Right. They were worried about the clocks. And uh, planes were going <laughs> to fall from the sky. <laughs> Gas pumps were going to stop working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Bill Gates was going to turn into like a giant Gundam robot and and attack New York City. Oh, something man. like that. That was so awesome when that one thing was true. Yeah, yeah. one of those things. One, one of those we're things. We're not going to say which. <laughs> it's up to you to remember. Uh, yeah, Y2K. We were worried about the year 2000. I think most people were just like, this is going to be fine. It's like the 2012 thing, too. 12 years later, the world is going to end again. Yeah, and I'm sure... Because of a Mayan calendar this time. Yeah, and I'm sure in a few years, there's going to be some other calendar or something, and it's, we're going gonna, gonna, to, you know, end of the world time. I just think every, like, decade, decade and a half, we need some massive world event that we're afraid of so we can sell more water mm-hmm. and duct tape. Yeah. And, uh... And lunchables, lunchables, <laughs> <laughs> and cans of beans. Yeah, yeah, and green beans, green beans, uh, garbanzo beans. Yeah, that's all I need. All, all the I'm shelter. Uh, so yeah, I re- this being a big, massive blockbuster movie, you know, end of the world, all that, all that jazz. Um, yeah, disaster movies were real big. Yeah, and I think this also was like real close or the same year as Deep Impact. Yeah. <laughs> Another movie about deep a Deep Armageddon. Deep Armageddon Impact. Armageddon Impact. Yes. With Elijah Wood. Yeah, Armageddon out of here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Morgan Freeman, yeah, as the as the president. But those people aren't in Armageddon. Who's in Armageddon, Trevor? Uh, Bruce Willis, Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Liv, Liv Tyler, Tyler Steve, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi. Giovanni Rabisi? is he in this? I'm gonna say yeah. Okay, he was sure. in stuff in the '90s. Yeah, other like oil rig guys. Yeah, other. Oh, uh, isn't um what uh, Michael, Michael Clark Clark Duncan Seymour Duncan Seymour Michael Seymour Seymour Hoff Duncan <laughs> What's his name, Doug? Michael
1: Clark Duncan. Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Doug.
0: Uh so yeah, and there I mean there's a lot more people in it too. I'm sure someone plays the president. Someone will be the there's president. There's like a head a real astronaut person that's yeah. in it. So these guys are oil rig workers. Yeah, so massive asteroids or something. Yeah, yeah. Massive asteroid coming towards the earth. Yeah. And they we like, can't even move the earth out of the way. Right. No. Like at this point, it's too late. Yeah. We don't have the technology <laughs> oh right that's <laughs> it but so and then they come up with a plan to land uh a, a spacecraft, a spacecraft yeah. on this giant asteroid and uh <laughs> drill into it and explode and it yeah, up. to nuke it yeah, yeah, drill yeah they're and gonna nuke. make it explode into a bunch of little pieces and yeah. go around the earth and and uh and burn up in the atmosphere smaller right. pieces and they Get Bruce Willis, an, an oil driller, uh, as a consultant, and say, like, hey, teach us how to drill. And he's like, no. If we do this, we do it with me and my crew. Only we can drill. <laughs> and also be astronauts. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, the whole idea of, like, yeah, you know what? I think the best option here is to take a bunch of oil rig guys and... Yeah. And train them to be astronauts in five days. As opposed to training astronauts who are already like engineers to, yeah. <laughs> to, to learn how to drill. Yeah, right. No, man, they're just a bunch of fighter pilots. Yeah. A bunch of jacks. But yeah. No, right. I mean, no, a bunch of them. At this point, Most aren't most astronauts just engineers like and the, scientists? Yeah, a lot of them are yeah. scientists. Yeah. where it used to be like, all right, we need a fighter pilot to go up there. We need at least someone to fly this thing. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, Yeah, But no, (laughs) it has to be the oil drillers are going to do it or no one's going to do it. And I remember one specific thing was that they all asked to never pay taxes again. Oh, right. And they're like asking for demands. Like, first, you're going to give us um, um, $1 million each or something, like money. If we're going to save the world, here's what we want. Right. And none of us want to pay taxes. And they're like, come on, guys, you got to pay your taxes. And they're like, no. We saved the world. (laughs) I don't want to support big government. Um, I also remember when they're like, uh, okay, fine, we'll let you take your drill team up. Um, They like interview all of them to make sure they're, you know, during the, you know, making sure they're fit for space travel. And they're definitely not. Like, none of them are. Well, but they get to Steve Buscemi, who works on this oil rig, and he's like a genius. Right. I remember, like, he, like, not that you have to be a genius to do this, but. He like solves a Rubik's cube and stuff really quick, and he's talking about his high IQ and whatnot. But then I think, if I'm remembering correctly, he kind of goes crazy when they get up into space. Yeah, he loses it. He yeah, space crazy. Yes. space madness. Yeah. yeah. Was was it Steve Buscemi who was really smart, or was it one of the other ones? I think it's Steve Buscemi. Okay, that uh, makes sense. But really, or are you thinking about Steve Buscemi and Con Air? Where he's really smart, but he's a he's a serial killer. No, guy. but also great Steve Buscemi, <laughs> great Buscemi, uh, real good. Uh, which yeah, that movie has to happen soon. Uh, what what? So Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck. is having sex with Liv Tyler, who's Bruce Willis's daughter. You oh, don't have sex with Bruce Willis's and daughter. I'm pretty sure he they don't, he doesn't know until like right before they go up into space. It's at the very beginning of the movie, I think. He catches them like yeah, because Bruce Willis is like chasing Ben Affleck around an oil rig with like a shotgun, or maybe it's like a golf club yeah, or something. Weird. Like, I don't think it's a gun. Probably shouldn't not be on an, a gun. Not on an oil rig. Could be. <laughs> they're they're crazy. That's true. And I believe when they're about to go up into space, she reveals that she is carrying Ben Affleck's child. Right, and Ben Affleck is leaving on a jet plane. He doesn't know when he'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of minor asteroid like meteor events too. Like they're like, oh, there's a bunch of meteors in front of this asteroid, probably. Right. And so they hit like cities. So you get to see stuff explode even though the big one doesn't come down. You still get to see like, oh shit, hits, you know, New York. Yeah, well Paris probably. So I remember this specifically from the last time I watched it, which was about ten years ago. Um, maybe a little less than that. But it's been long I do, for me. <laughs> I do remember the meteors hitting because before I saw it like ten years ago, it was I definitely saw it like ninety-nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. Before nine eleven. But mm-hmm. then after this, so like meteors start hitting New York. Right. And there's there they cut to like a cab driver who like yells, Oh, Saddam's bombing us. Oh shit. And then after the aftermath, they show, like, at dusk, like, this the New York skyline, and there are the Twin Towers, like, on fire and burning. Whoa. And I was just like, whoa. The t- Hollywood's priming us for a catastrophe. This is this is real. <laughs> They're getting us ready in our psyche. <laughs> no, but it was kind of it was jarring imagery, because I was like, oh, wow, that was 99, and two years later, wow. Yeah, that was weird. Um but also too the fact that this cab driver yells "Saddam's bombing us, Saddam!" Bom-. It's like, I was like, "Oh!" And then we, even though when we went into Iraq, hmm, hmm. hmm. seems like we're already hmm. thinking about that one. I think there's some conspiracy going on here. It's a conspiracy. Armageddon, man, started it all. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna look for the hidden <laughs> clues. Yeah, dude. Yeah, find it. Uh, what is, What do you think the uh, the likelihood of all those little asteroid things hitting a major city as opposed to, say, an ocean. Or, or maybe just wide open, nothing... Like far... Plains of the United States or land. desert. Yeah. Like right... Uh, like It is quite convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say the odds are more likely that it would hit nothing. America did Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. America put the asteroid and, up there. Yeah. Wow. No, this this makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise like what really? It's gonna hit farmland, it's gonna hit the ocean. What yeah. New York City. No, they positioned that asteroid. They knew it was coming. They knew. A week before they sent up another spacecraft just to put some thrusters on it, push it right in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it heads straight for New York. Right. Suddenly we gotta do something. Suddenly we gotta pump in a bunch of money into the space program. And then give it all to oil workers. <laughs> oil. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oil. Big oil. Wow. They were behind it. Shit. Fucking oil. Be, how much <laughs> money did Exxon pump into this flick here? I uh, don't know. We got to talk to Bruce Willis about this. Yeah, right Bruce Willis. Away. We know you're listening. Uh, hit us up at nowavailableov at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I can't believe this. And if you're a fan out there listening and you just want to write us an email in it's, w- saying what you think Bruce Willis would say about it, we will read that on air as Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Right? And any of your conspiracy theories, we take them all very seriously. 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another question for you, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Big asteroids heading towards Earth, Yeah. hypothetically, like right now. Like in that movie Asteroid from the 70s? Yeah, or okay. in that movie Armageddon from the 90s. Or like that movie Deep Impact from the 90s? Yeah, okay. or that... No, that's it. Uh, <laughs> like Halley's comet, yeah, but a comet, yeah, okay. yeah, but a comet, but yeah. A, yeah. Well, asteroid, yeah, asteroid. Okay, number one, mm-hmm. what is the likelihood do you think? And uh, granted, neither of us are scientists. Uh, <laughs> Does not matter. Do you think uh, that w- <laughs> right now, what do you, what kind of odds would you give the human race at successfully uh, rerouting that asteroid? Or doing something to like blow it up, pretty slim. Yeah, but I don't know. We have a space force now, well. and we have got a bunch of satellites up there in space. And uh, you know, maybe we could send a nuke up there and just try to nuke it. Sure, I know people are thinking about this, but yeah, I know definitely. that they're also not funded. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. I mean, just one of the things I definitely heard like neil degrasse tyson talk about it, is like hey, we should really think about like what would we do if a giant asteroid suddenly was coming our way <laughs> yeah i mean that would be a really dumb way to go i think yeah i It'd mean it's kind of cool considering that like you know we've had at least one mass extinction because of an asteroid we know that it can and has happened yes and it happened, you know, every once in a while, like smaller ones hit. Sure. Do you remember a couple years ago when there was that one that hit Russia or it exploded above Russia? Oh yeah. There was like was... crazy footage of that and like yeah. all the windows exploding and stuff like that. There was like, like a... yeah, it was just a big it was like was that like I think that's te- was that technically a meteorite? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it wasn't Right. What's the difference between a meteorite and an asteroid? Well, a meteorite is just it, so it's is meteor, that like a piece meteorite of an asteroid? Yeah, well, it's just when it comes into the atmosphere, it becomes a meteorite. Sort of like uh, magma and lava, I think. It's the same substance, but once it enters from one place to another, it becomes a different oh, thing. magma. Magma. <laughs> magma. Mag- magma. All uh, right. <laughs> Got to watch out for that. Yeah. So no, soon definitely. we're going to be doing Dante's Volcano. Dante's Volcano, starring Pierce Lee Pierce Jones. Pierce Lee Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that is Pierce Brosnan, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Disaster movies, man. They're so good. Yeah, they, they are. Uh, okay. Uh, so that being said about, okay, so I think we both agree pretty low uh, odds that we would be able to successfully deter an asteroid. Yeah, probably lower odds that we'll be hit anytime in the near future. Sure. Asteroid is coming towards Earth. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. It's got our name on it. You've got like a week. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've got a week. Yeah. What does Trevor do? Uh, wow. That's probably not that much. I feel like you know, just hang out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna like learn anything new. I'm right. not gonna go to work. Probably. I also like. I, I can't imagine it would be like mass chaos if everybody knew there was only one week left. Yeah, what I'm the like, fuck would go on? Yeah, what it would happen? Would be pretty crazy out there. I don't know. Probably just like get in touch with nature. You know. Yeah. Uh, pet some dogs. I would do a lot of drugs. Yeah, I think that could be cool. <laughs> just like I would be like, eh, you know what? I didn't try this drug when I had my whole life ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it now. Let's try to transcend this while we have. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. The if shot. anything, <laughs> if anything, I will just eat a bunch of mushrooms. Like just a ton. Just you know, flick the whole. A mortality thing off my shoulder. I'd like to get a good vantage point to see it as it's coming. I think sure. that would be kind of cool and that scary. Would be cool. Did you ever see that movie Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst? No, but I do remember hearing of it. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it sort of deals, I mean, it's basically, I guess, an allegory for depression,
1: Right. but
0: like having that looming thing, you know, coming closer and closer in the sky. Yeah, you know, it's pretty intense. It's intense. It'll be crazy. You can see it coming. Yeah. Definitely. And in that movie, it was like a cool looking planet. Yeah. And there's really cool shots of it. Like sometimes it's the same size as the moon eventually, but it's like this green planet. Yeah. I'd rather be hit by <laughs> like a phantom planet. Oh, yeah. Thing, planet X. Which just yeah. coming our way. Yeah. I would rather be hit by, yeah, the dark planet. Don't worry. Than, it's going to happen. Yeah. Then, then like some, you know, planetoid or whatever. You know, yeah. Fucking Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm done with Pluto now. Fucking I remember mourning Pluto for like five minutes and I was like, Oh, you know what? Pluto's always been lame. Although I saw some some close up pictures of it recently from one of those things that yeah. flew by and it looked pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever seen like the things like uh this was what a picture of Pluto looked like twenty years ago. Right. And it's just this little fuzzy a little dot blob. <laughs> wow. Like, and then like, Space now, it's is like amazing. now we have like H D Right. Space. Oh shit, that's actually what it looks like? Yeah, it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, uh, in the, in the asteroid future. in this looks really cool and like kind of scary. Yeah. It's like a scary, sharp place. Some might say it's kind of a character of its own. Uh-huh. You know? yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, it's it has almost a fifth element uh, vibe to it, as far as it being like this massive, dark, scary presence. Yeah, and it's like so big; it like has its own like ecosystem almost. Right? Like, aren't there like? Uh, I feel like once they get on to, I don't think there's anything alive on it. No, no, not at all. But like geology. Yeah, there's like, yeah, exactly. Um, But also, if if I'm remembering correctly, once they get on to the asteroid in my head, it's just so painfully obvious they're on a soundstage. Uh, (laughs) It's gonna be a lot of like, uh, like I feel like steam coming out of the yeah Yeah, coming out of the asteroid, and and, well, that's the thing that kind of almost screws them. Right. That's the re- steam is the reason Bruce Willie can't come back. That's right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, forgot at the end spoilers. They draw fucking straws. Yeah, spoilers. If you if you haven't seen if you've never Armageddon. seen it, I don't know why you're listening. But uh <laughs> they draw they like they find out one of them can't come back. They draw fucking straws. Yeah. And Ben Affleck Ben Affleck yeah, yeah, and Ben Affleck's like, "Fuck yeah!" All right. He's like the youngest guy. I'm gonna do it. He's gonna have a He's baby gonna or have whatever. A baby who is Bruce Willie's unborn grandchild? Yeah, and he, Ben Affleck's ready to go, and uh, Bruce Willie's just like, "Hey son, let me take hey, you over yeah, here," hey. and, and he, he sucker punches yeah, him, <laughs> and he like pushes him out and says, "Go have my grandson. Go, go have sex with Liv Tyler, who's my daughter in Be this movie." Good to her. And yeah, and then he fucking, you know, probably gets like a high school named after him or something. I hope so. <laughs> Bruce Willis High, the Exxon Mobil High School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow, yeah. I'm totally. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know if I'm excited about that. I looked up the the playtime for this, and it's two and a half hours long. Okay. Yeah. Does that <laughs> excite you? <laughs> Does that make you happy right now? That, I'm not. It's a lot of time. You, we both have to work tomorrow. <laughs> um, it's a long. It's a like, long. Movie. I feel like there's a lot, a lot of buildup before they even get to outer space, which yeah. would make sense because I feel like we have to care about the characters yeah. before they all die in space. There's, there's like, gonna be a couple that die in space. Yeah, too. a couple of the, a uh, couple of them die in space. Um, and I think, uh, I think actual astronaut guy that goes with them is also. He turns into a dick or something. Yeah, he's a dick for some reason. Protocol or something. Right, rules. We don't follow rules yeah. on oil rigs. Yeah, no, yeah, no way. Why would we follow rules on an oil rig? Yeah. Follow but, rules, someone gets hurt. This was before the deep water thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then they save the world, and then Steven Tyler sings. And, and I don't want to miss a So good. I can't wait for that song. Um, I have the box. Okay. Some oh, there it is. Get it, get it. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Got the box. So this is the the oh, special wow. Criterion collection. It's kind of scary looking. It's yeah, it's a double double disc. Oh god. And uh, we're gonna have to like get up and like change the disc. No, no, it's just it's got. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember those like two VHS movies? Yeah, Titanic. Um, Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart, Titanic. Those are the only ones. Yeah, those are. Uh, <laughs> I think Meet Joe Black. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I ever finished that movie. <laughs> I almost no, saw my first VHS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I, so I'm sad because I feel like we got to do some, some like, bonus content or something because there's definitely uh, a commentary track. On here that features Michael Bay, who we didn't even talk about. Holy shit, he did this one. Um, yeah, producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, this is Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, like all doing commentary. And actually, I've heard really funny things about like uh, Ben Affleck's commentary. He like makes he's like very kind of self aware about. The silliness of this movie during it, the commentary track. In this track. movie specifically or any yeah, yeah, yeah. When he does a commentary track for this movie. It says, uh, Bruce Willis and an all-star cast of roughneck oil drillers blast off on a mission to save the planet in Michael Bay's doomsday space epic. That's it. That's it? That's all? Yeah. Oh, it was 98. Oh, good. Why was I thinking 99? Oh, yeah. I think it was summer of 98 probably it it seems like a summer blockbuster yeah um yeah 153 minutes so let's get started (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) Um, i'm ready all right you ready to watch it i'm so ready all right folks we're gonna take a pause You, you should watch it too and uh we'll see you in a few And we're back Yeah Wow We didn't miss a thing Wow 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 Wow. I'll tell you one thing we missed Wow Owen Owen Wow Wilson Wilson. (laughs) Yeah He Uh, was great in it Yeah no he was like uh, He was very Owen Wilson Yeah But in a very Enjoyable Not leading actor way Killing it Just like good supporting Owen Wilson way Cowboy Yeah Uh other things that we got wrong before we really dive in. There, no. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. We didn't get that wrong. We just totally forgot over- that he was in it because he wasn't really. Um, he wasn't really invested in it. Uh, that actor who played the army general Keith is it Michael Keith. Oh, Okay. Uh, he who, does all kinds of stuff, voice work too. Yeah. Uh, most notably for me, the Mass Effect games. Uh, for me, Adventure um, Time. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Adventure Time. I didn't realize he was. What's his name? Oh, Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. Um, A lot of those, like, oh, it's that guy, like uh, the guy who played Max, Ken Hudson Campbell, okay, who also played Santa Claus in Home Alone, right? Uh, (laughs) Fucking April O'Neil. April O'Neil from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in this movie. Yeah, she's an estranged. Uh, wife Yes. person um, There's lots of people that are just always uh an army person or air force person or you know NASA person Ju- Judith Hogue Judith Hogue is April O'Neil Yeah a lot of those people like uh let's uh well Eddie Griffin the comedian right. Eddie Griffin he he is was in the a, beginning in the very with the beginning, dog. Yeah. He had a dog and then a meteor Which, comes down and hits actually, someone he's talking to I forgot to look at was that guy Mark Cooper Cooper, right? So um, like hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes. Was, was that yes. him? Yes. He was a taxi Did, driver. You looked it up? No. Well, no, I don't know if that was, but I, I remember I'm, Cooper. I don't remember his name, but Mr. Cooper. I think right? it's Mark Cooper. Okay, but yeah, he had a show. He was popular for a minute, and then is 90s. it Mark Cooper? I, maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. Let's look. <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. He was anyway. a cab driver. And uh, yeah, New York City got hit by meteors. So what are the chances, though? Oh, his name is Mark Curry. Mark Cooper was the character he played, okay. and yes, that was him. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it was good. definitely him. Uh, so yeah, a lot of actors that we we failed to recognize. Oh, the guy, the Russian cosmonaut guy from Fargo. From Fargo, yeah, he's great. Um, I feel like this movie is just chock full of just funny little basically memes today just things that you know like metaphors and analogies for things billy bob thornton just dumbing down all the science for us yeah every time there was a very smart scientist slash engineer kind of person saying Mm -hmm. something be like basically what he means it's the size of texas Texas." billy bob pretty much first thing he says was he says uh I'll give you a buffalo nickel if you'll calm down just a little bit. Yeah, because they're in the middle of like a routine spacewalk, <laughs> and they're monitoring the heart rate of the astronaut. I'll give you a buffalo nickel. I'll give you a buffalo nickel. You Basically just... all the worst parts of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so I really feel like, uh, and maybe he wasn't, but it certainly seemed like he was just kind of phoning it in the whole time. He was just maybe. like, like, I'm going to say this line. I'm gonna say it earnestly. I'm say it straight, straight to the point, point. and uh, that's because that's Texas. my character. Because I got a bum leg, Keep and it w- cool. I want to be an astronaut. Yeah, but I can't. He's got gotta, a little metal leg thing. Got a bum leg. leg. Brace. He's got a leg brace. Um, yeah. Uh, J.J. Abrams wrote the screenplay, or at least yeah, he and someone the, else. Did. Yeah, someone. Yeah, which uh, you know what? I, oh, so. I in general felt like we watched two different movies. Yeah. There's pre-space, mm-hmm. and then there's post. Way too much space. Yeah, yeah, like, and I would say the first sixty percent of the movie takes place on Earth, mm-hmm. and then the last forty percent would be in space. I think because it's not. It didn't seem like quite half, but I did felt like I, it did feel like um, two different movies to me. And yeah. the first half. Definitely had that JJ Abrams lens kinda. flare. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> there, there was. was yeah. I mean, there was lens flare everywhere, but I feel like he couldn't have had much to do unless he was like, Hey, you know what, this could... uh, Mr. Bay hey, Michael? Um, uh- <laughs> uh, was just I was looking at some of the cuts and I thought maybe it would look really cool if would there's like a little lens flare right here, make it really look like you're in it, but uh, no, I really the first half of the movie, uh, really seemed. I don't know. Enjoyable, honestly. Like I enjoyed the first part of the movie when they're like introducing everybody. Like it's by no means like a great movie. It wasn't perfect, but yeah, that that first, yeah, there was. It it was it was cool meeting all the characters. Um, Yeah, yeah. wait, wait. When you say meeting all the characters, like that part where they cut to like oh, and there's this this guy, and it's Owen Wilson, and he's in Texas doing stuff, and there's this guy, and it's Michael Clark Duncan. And uh, Steve Buscemi, who's, and and this guy who's always at the craps table. Right. You meet all the main characters, and then there's also one more guy. Yeah, no, and then you there's don't, one more guy. You don't get his backstory or learn who he is at all. Who but, does, like, almost nothing. And we knew he was going to die. Yeah, Oh, I, yeah, first thing we said was, like, red shirt, Yeah. that guy. He didn't get, like, a let's round him up kind of, like, I mean, let's see what he's doing before. What's his life like? Yeah, and then his request to the government for going up was to get two women like green cards or citizenship or oh, something oh that was his one yeah that was weird yeah which i think but the like one of the few lines that he had it sounded like he was like irish or something okay I, I don't even remember him talking yeah and then like he also took the side of sharp the the astronaut yeah that was weird i have a question
1: maybe Shoot. you can answer
0: it i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm sure <laughs> what the fuck is a roughneck uh, well, it's a guy that works on Bruce Willis's oil rig. Roughnecks? Yeah, the Roughnecks. Because when I think of Roughneck, do you ever see that movie Starship Troopers? I love that movie. Yeah. And we need to have an episode <laughs> ab- about that movie. Because remember, like, they're like Roughnecks. Like, Rico's Roughnecks. we the Roughnecks. Yeah. And that was like their space marine thing. No, well, I feel like Roughnecks are just any guy, any just guy like a or heart-ass? lady that's just like... Yeah, just like, uh, hey, I'm rough and tumble. I can take it. I can take it. The roughness. Like, you say whatever you're going to do, no matter how bad it sounds, they're like, I can take it. I'm, I can do you're it. You're only 57 feet down an 800-foot uh, drilling uh, order, right. and you're like, whatever, we can do it. We can do Cancel it. Cancel the nuke. Right. Do it now, or I'm going to strangle you with this giant claim. <laughs> Bruce Willis man what so, a toxic masculinity yeah yeah a lot of that in this movie there's, yeah I mean I have a pretty good problematic section here oh there's a lot of good problematic stuff this. which is funny because it is a Michael Bay movie yeah that doesn't it doesn't surprise me it's there's a lot of explosions but really not, and Jerry Brockheimer Heimer also. yeah yeah know. of uh Disney fan. Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, yeah. and uh I maybe. Remember the Titans? I feel uh, like I don't remember. Definitely it. Glory Road. Okay, which was it was a basketball. Remember the Titans? <laughs> I didn't see it, and it probably looked boring to me. Uh, oh yeah, we forgot Lucius Malfoy is in this as probably uh, the smartest person in the in world. In the world, yeah, and he, which he self-proclaimed. No, Billy Billy Bob no, no, for right, Billy Bob. Yeah, right. You're, right, you're yeah, right. right. However, he's like, well, the the president's advisor, which is good. Like, I like that they're like they're playing politics with this. Mm-hmm. He's like, the president's invi- advisor says we could just throw nukes at it. Right. And he's like, yes. I was at MIT at the same time. And yes. if you want to go with the guy who got a C plus in astrophysics, go right ahead. Yeah. And Billy Bob's like, I'd be pretty much like shooting a BB gun on a freight train. <laughs> It's not really gonna do anything about that. No, he really oh man, that was real good. <laughs> Solid. That was his role through the whole like at least the whole first half of the movie was just like reducing all the scientific speak to something that we could latch on to. Right. However, as I mentioned before, would love to watch this movie with someone with a degree in astrophysics. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I took <laughs> astronomy in college. I liked it. I didn't learn how to uh, you know, successfully destroy that particular asteroid. Um, but I do know that space sales wouldn't work because it's too nerdy of an answer <laughs> for Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Dr. Doctor- nerd. There were two Dr. Nerds credited in this, and I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, unless – because there was some serious oversight, especially when it comes to that – oil rig character that, like, got no introduction. And then later on in the movie, we were debating whether or not he was one of the astronauts or one of the oil rig guys. He looked guys. too much like one of the astronauts. But I feel like... Uh, all the other astronauts, other than Sharp, died in the Liberty shuttle or Freedom shuttle. Whichever. Sharp and uh, the other pilot. That oh, the lady. Yeah, but we're gonna get to that's that yeah. gets to some problematic yeah. no, sections. It's very problematic. Um, but as far as space pro- and uh, science problematic, my main um, concern with this film is. Unlike Independence Day, where everyone's working together, this is purely an American mission, and it is top secret. There is mention later on in the movie, once everything goes public, that there is an effort between like Russian, German, and Japanese. Like, yeah, that gets mentioned to like, do what? Space programs. Like, and I don't know what other than when they rendezvous with with uh, Pancakes House, the Russian guy, right from uh, Fargo, <laughs> right. Um band gigs. Where's bad geeks? Uh (laughs) other than that, I don't know like what the like I remember specifically they mentioned the Japanese space program, but where does that come in? I don't know. Right. So their their thing was like, we're gonna have two of everything. We're NASA. We don't take chances. We're gonna have two spaceships up there, two nukes, two rovers, two drills going down there. I'm just thinking we got a big planet, a lot of money to throw at this thing. Yeah, and like definitely more than one space program. Yeah, throw all the spaceships that we could possibly put up there. All the shuttles, as many drills, put as many astronauts. And if you really need oil drillers up there, which I still don't really understand, their whole idea of like, yeah, you need to drill it because... Yeah. They know whether she can take it or not. With love, the, you gotta drill uh, it deeper, or else it's not gonna take it. So much good stuff when it come came to like you know Bruce, when Bruce Willis says I'm doing this, but it's got to be with my team. Yeah, and Billy Bob Thornton just immediately is like, "All right, you all right, got great, it. Yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. Well, it's th- gonna happen." Because he because Bruce Willis like built the this. I guess technology, the the drilling technology that then NASA stole for space use. Oh yeah, they like took his patent, and they're and like, "Well, he got it all wrong." Right, we're using for it for space, drill, yeah. Right, so that's why they call him up because he invented it. Because he's actually not like a blue collar guy; he's like a millionaire. Yeah, he's definitely a millionaire. Because it's, it's his oil. It's company. his oil company, and he says he's got eight million dollars of his own money invested in his company. Right. So yeah, he's fine. He's definitely a uh, rough and tumble, yeah. uh, masculine guy. Shooting Ben Affleck for having sex with Liv Tyler. He actually shoots him. He actually he he does, does some chase him around. With a shotgun. Yeah. On an oil rig. What the fuck are you thinking, Bruce Willis? Yeah, it was almost as bad as when the guy had a gun in space. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> was they beautiful. Mentioned. There is a line that, you? uh, from the coach from Remember the Titans <laughs> says, What are you doing with a gun in, in space? space? Because, really, what are you doing with a gun in space? There's no good reason for that. Speaking of guns in space, both the rovers outfitted <laughs> with Gatling guns, yeah, with like mini cool guns. remote like, control, yeah, Gatling guns, which does look fun, I guess. Yeah, but what. The fuck? Yeah. Shooting space crystals, I guess. I don't know. Um. Oh, the other thing we talked about is, I mean, they were talking about how this is a planet killer kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we know from the... You know, there are creatures that survived... The dinosaur extinction, just not huge creatures. Yeah. So... Actually, some small mammals. Right. Which is why we're all here today. (laughs) Yeah. Thank Um, you. Thanks. Thanks, small, (laughs) subterranean (laughs) mammals. great, great, great infinity grandparents. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, Tom, you mentioned how, like, the government definitely has, you know... Contingency plans. Yeah. There's some deep, deep shelters for that sort of thing. And... I feel like they could probably ride out a nuclear winter at this point. I bet it's really well stocked. Oh, yeah. Really rich people, also. I mean, it's to the point where people, I think, go to work at them every day. Probably. Yeah. Like, there are certain underground shelters. Uh, There was a book recently written about it, and it's like, and not like a conspiracy book. Like, it was like, documented, like, hey, these are these huge underground facilities that our government has in case x happens i've also read that like silicon valley like tech bros have like mountain fortresses type things too just don't doubt it for a moment because why not there's and and they just go there to hang out when you think about the billion like literal billions and billions of dollars that some people have that like literally like what do you do with that money like Absolutely. If I had billions of dollars, I would definitely it, have that. I would definitely have a huge underground facility, like because you want to keep spending that money. Not when even you're... as like some crazy doomsday prepper, but like as like a hey, let me go hang out somewhere where no one else can. And that's definitely what they do. They have parties well, there. Yeah, let's have some secret, crazy, anonymous sex parties. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also a thing I yeah. read about. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> different article. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, probably in Mountain Fortress. But yeah, so <laughs> Mountain they, Fortress sex parties. <laughs> I can't wait till we get so that. That's our, our new band name, by I'm the way. Fortress Sex Party. <laughs> um, yeah. That, what kind of music would that be? Oh man, it, <sighs> a lot of synth. It's like Passion Pit meets. They might be giants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. I'm into it. Um, oh man. So yeah, the tech bros definitely have mountain shelters. They're going to be fine. Unless the asteroid hits it. Yeah. And then it's probably not. Just like right. Right. If it hits the shelter. But what are the chances of it hitting New York and your shelter, though? Yeah. And Paris, right? Wasn't it Paris that got completely decimated in this? Paris and also it hit somewhere in the South Pacific. Yeah. When Paris bad. got decimated, I ask you, what city was that? Yeah, the Eiffel Tower was the big... Okay, was the Eiffel Tower in there? Because when I, when, cause <laughs> when you said Paris, I felt like an idiot, because I was like, I sh- probably should have noticed that Eiffel Tower, but I def- I definitely just, like, I was probably looking at my phone or something. It, like, it got destroyed in that blink of an eye, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dr- I wrote here uh, something that Bruce Willis said, drilling's an art and a science. Well. Whoa. It's both, yeah. So definitely. if you're if you have multiple interests and you're kind of like, hey, I'm feeling kind of artsy, but also I really like science. Well, drilling is for you. It's both. <laughs> it's an art and a science. Uh, how much more before <sighs> we get to the problematic section? Um, I wrote that despite the fact that this is an extremely time sensitive uh, thing, Ben Affleck got fired, and had time to start his own oil company in what couldn't have been more than two days. Yeah, no, absolutely. Time in general between, like, announcing... By the way, very bold for a movie to announce, we have 18 days, and then start exposition. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, like, there was, like, before they get into space, there were all kinds of liberties taken with how much time stuff was taking, because, right, Ben Affleck starts his own company... They train to be astronauts. They get a whole day off for li- for leave before they go into space. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was yeah. It didn't make any sense. Also, no baby. Did we mention that? Oh no, yeah. Another <laughs> huge thing we got wrong, which in a way makes it, I think, even more emotionally, uh, I guess, uh, like stronger mm-hmm. for Bruce Willis. Liv Tyler does not announce that she's pregnant. No. with Ben Affleck's child and so he really just goes in Ben Affleck's place because he loves his daughter wants Ben Affleck who loves his daughter to take care of her and he loves Ben Affleck he does he says I've always thought of you as a son even when he shot him and he's like yeah (laughs) when I shot you I shot my son. Shot my son. That was me shooting my son. And Ben Affleck's yelling, "I love you, Harry." Love you, Harry. And, I, and he's like, "You're my son." <laughs> it was a- like he said it. They said it multiple times. Yeah, I love it, you. You're my son. I will say there were a few moments like that, and like when Max, the mm. the the, the, uh, the guy that Santa. was yeah Santa, when he goes when he dies too. There were a few moments where like yeah, okay, you know what? I feel like they did achieve. Enough character development and relationship development that, yes, this that is a sad. sad moment. It was sad when Owen Wilson died, but he didn't even get a good death. Fuck that. They yeah, just I showed him being that. dead and they, they were was like, like, fuck. Yeah. Well, he didn't make it through that landing. Yeah. The meteor asteroid Palmer yeah. but then again, uh, like that was a pretty early movie for Owen Wilson. I mean, Bottle Rocket, uh, was probably around yeah. that time. I'm not sure what oh, year Bottle I think it was Rocket was a little was. earlier because I, I don't know, was it after it was 98? Before ten Bombs was after. after this was that Ten Bombs was post 2000. Okay, so Bottle Rocket, uh, wow. yeah, which is Wes Anderson's first movie, which a lot of you out there probably don't know that, yeah, but you should watch Bottle Rocket because it is, uh, it's, it's a, a Wes movie. Anderson movie. Yeah, and it's good, <laughs> and it's very different. I would say from all of his other movies. Less symmetrical. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's really that's that's about it that I wrote as far until the problematic section, which is pretty long. Like yeah. starting from Although, the yeah, very I w- beginning. I would say it's mostly the same note, though. Would you Would you agree? Or what do you mean? Well, I, I, a lot of it I feel like falls under the same problematic. Uh... Umbrella?
1: I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, mostly toxic first,
0: masculinity, right? Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of that, and a lot of that emanating from Bruce Willis, which you see later on has been transferred over to his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. She really, like, picked up on it. But it really starts with the naming of the asteroid. They name it Dottie. And they name it Dottie because some old fucking asshole with a telescope You're is right. always fighting with his wife, and he is always... Off the rails, you know, he's she's like, you know, yelling at him to come in, and he's just goes off on her way more about how he needs to get the number for NASA, and it's insane. And then he calls NASA, they're talking, and he's like, I'm gonna, I will, if. If I find it, I get to name it, right? And they're like, Yeah. They're like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I want to name it Dottie after my wife because she's fucking terrible or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, yeah. He calls her like, it's like a soul sucking bitch or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Because there's no escape or something like that. Ah, marriage. Like, uh, stereotypical a guy who's been married a long time. Yeah. Hates his wife, even but, though she like fucking probably just does nothing but love and support him. Yeah. <laughs> and bring him dinner. It was when he's like, Looking through his telescope for 12 hours a day. Right. Both and, of those were, like, way over the top, too. That was super over the top. Very much so. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Buscemi. Creepy. So, the government shows up mm-hmm. to tell Bruce Willis, hey, uh, can't tell you why, but you got to get on this helicopter. The president needs you. And Buscemi senses that there's someone in trouble. And he says to Bruce Willis, "Yeah, hey, I swear, that girl never told me her age." Yeah, <laughs> and then he says that more than once. Well, he says later on, he says, "How old are you?" To some girl he's talking to at a bar. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and he's always he's going to strip clubs and stuff a lot. Yeah, he just in general is kind of a creep, he's just a seedy dude. Which makes sense because later on we find out he is like legitimately he's a genius sociopath. Right, he. We, he says he's a genius. We see that he can solve a Rubik's Cube. He talks about all of his credentials. But, l- later but he on the also movie, acts like a sociopath. Yeah, ex- absolutely. And later on in the movie, he definitely proves in in a moment of need to be a super hyper-intelligent person. Right. But then, yes, just continues to exhibit the behavior of a sociopath that cares nothing of anyone. Or was it? Oh, my God. He's got space dementia. Oh, my God. Space dementia. When uh, Colonel Sharp or whatever the fuck his name is, the other astronaut that's there. Who's a dick. Who's a dick. uh, Just following, trying to follow protocol. Brings a gun to space. Brings a gun to space. He's like, he's got space dementia. And then they duct tape him up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was pretty weird. He was weird in oh, space. Oh, he was going crazy, but yeah. also he took out a hundred grand loan from a loan shark, and he was like... He was prepared to die. Oh, man. I was ready to not come back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Continue toxic on. masculinity saves the ship, too. That's right, because the only, one and only female member of the crew... Mm-hmm. The pilot who's yeah yeah the yeah yeah the pilot is trying to do like trying to fix something after after the roughnecks are like super sexual harassing during like their few yes. days of astronaut training and yeah. she's like hey do you want to live as an astronaut or what yeah um and so yeah you know, she's actually trying to like fix the thing and the russian dude like pushes her is like yes like like grabs her pulls her back out of the way and says this is how we do it in and and instead of like Looking at something, trying to think about it and, and fix it, he just starts hitting it with like some kind of tool, huge wrench, over and over again. This is how we do on the Russian and guess, space and station. Guess, guess what? It works. Yeah, obviously. That's how you Thank do it. Thank goodness the... he got that woman out of the way and started hitting it with a heavy wrench. Yeah, just anger, ah, oh. and testosterone is actually what spaceships you know what? run on. <laughs> but it worked, so, yeah, so that was the right thing to it do. It was the right thing to do. Apparently, it's Apparently. Sa- it's safe to the ship, right? Um, there's a couple other, like, words we don't use anymore. The R word. R word was in there. Uh, there was, for the for transmission, they used a shortened word that is now considered hate <laughs> yes, speech, they said, and we don't do that they anymore. They consider, they, yeah, they refer to the transmission as a tranny. We don't say which, that anymore. Well, yeah, but I feel like it probably still gets, I feel like transmissions still get referred to as such in, like, uh an auto shop or something like that. I have never heard that, but I don't spend a lot of time in auto I've, shops. No, neither have I, but I've definitely heard, a, a, that it being referred to as that outside of this movie. Oh really? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, no. okay. So, uh, there was that and it was like weird. Cause like Bruce Willis says it a bunch of times in a row and it's just like, stop, yeah. <laughs> just don't do that anymore. Uh, that's, I don't know. The, the rest of the problematic stuff is mostly I, animal cracker related. Yeah. <laughs> But see, I didn't feel like the only thing problematic about that was no. that it was like it was too like I'm sorry, Ben Affleck. Nobody is this like suave and debonair while using animal crackers <laughs> to seduce a young Liv Tyler. It was it was weird writing too. He was like it was too like he was too like I'm so loving cool with you. Yeah, you know my feeling hey, about animal crackers. Let is Let me that start singing the song. Cookies. And nobody else is gonna hear except oh one of is gonna pick up on it, then we're all gonna have this group sing moment. Yeah. Which you referenced in the first half of the episode, and I didn't remember that part He's of leaving the movie, on so a jet was plane. Like, yeah. I was like, why is Trevor referencing that song? <laughs> I know like don't wanna miss a thing, but Leave it on a jet plane. Yeah. Leave it on a jet plane. There's yeah. also a couple other Aerosmith songs in this movie. Yeah. And during the Animal Cracker scene, of course, Don't Wanna Miss a Thing is playing uh that in during that scene. Yes. But it was super forced. That that scene switches and it's like, uh I know what's going to happen. It's going to be very tender and loving in this scene because Steven Tyler is true. singing. True, yeah. true, It Yeah, it was a bad transition. Yeah, overall, I'm going to say I really I did enjoy the, like the first half of the movie. I think when it gets to space, it's a big old mess. Yeah. There are large portions that I'm just like, this could be, this movie is two and a half hours long. It could be. Easily two hours. They and didn't a- need to be a disaster on the space station at all. Nope, none of that. Uh, the, everything before they get to space could be could have been shortened. Yeah, I really think that this movie would have been fine at two hours. I think it would have been good at like an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Like chop a lot of that. You there's so much. There's the whole thing where Ben Affleck, the uh, Russian cosmonaut, and, not, and uh, Michael Clark Duncan are, are like in, roving, yeah, roving, yeah. And there's this whole action sequence that could totally be cut from the movie entirely. I didn't want to know that they were alive. I think I think that it would have been much more powerful if one of the ships totally crashes agree. and you have no idea that totally those guys are alive. Agree. We'll talk about this more on our spinoff podcast. Tom and Trevor fix movies. Tom and Trevor specifically fix Armageddon. <laughs> Tom and Trevor <laughs> save Armageddon, which is kind of an oxymoron when you think about it. saving Armageddon. We need to make sure it happens. Saving Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. it's got to. It's got to happen. Someone's got to do it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I would say uh, go ahead and revisit this movie uh, and yeah, ha- and yeah. have and have fun riffing through it because that's yeah we definitely did. Uh, because it is a, I'd say from a nostalgia standpoint, there's like there's enough in there that like as we watch, I was like, yeah, definitely, I remember watching this moment. And um, again, uh, a lot of once they get into outer space, the the soundstage stuff is very obvious, like I predicted. Oh, yeah. uh, the the steam vents are very clearly just like <laughs> little tubes in the ground, just shooting out shooting steam. Out steam. <laughs> Looks like the aggro crag. Actually, the aggro crack. That's totally what it reminded Global me of. Guts. It definitely reminded me of the aggro crack. Oh, man. I want to do the aggro crack. Oh, me so bad. too. I wish I had a piece of that because you know that's what you want. Yeah, I know that's what you want. Even it kind of glows and it's cool. Even the runner ups got pieces of the aggro crack. Do oh, you know how many pieces of the aggro crack are out there? Hey, if it's you got limited. a piece of the aggro crag and you listen to this podcast, you give us, you drop us a line. We would love to talk. Now available, ov at gmail.com. You're our childhood hero. Uh, Trevor, you got final thoughts on this masterpiece of a uh, flick? I don't know, man. Just, uh, I would say that this movie, yeah, it was basically the worst parts of the Bible. Um, <laughs> you yeah, know, as, as uh, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton said, like he said, here's what would happen if we let humanity know. This thing was hurling towards Earth. So if you don't know what the worst parts of the Bible are, worst parts of the Bible, just read through the Bible, pick yeah. out all the worst parts. But yeah, mostly it's about how to treat uh, other people. Yeah, and then uh, and how to stone women if y- they, yeah, if they cheat on you. Yeah, mostly the worst parts of the Bible are how to treat women. Uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's uh, you know that's what Armageddon's about. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh, thank you. To the record exchange for supplying today's movie. Thanks. Uh, record exchange in Frederick, Maryland. You can uh, check them out. They're on Market Street. Get a movie, get a record, video exchange game. Exchange it. Exchange stuff. Get store credit or cash. They're great. Say hi to Soren. Say hi to Soren, frequent guest. He's been on three times now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and you can always uh reach us at as i said earlier now available ov at gmail.com got any questions suggestions corrections fun tidbits what if you hey were you in this movie were you an extra we'd love to hear from you uh and i think that's gonna do it today for armageddon so thank you for listening everyone thanks guys uh trevor final words of wisdom Oh yeah, no, just it's all the worst parts of the Bible. That's all. Oh oh, was yeah. that? Was yeah, I that no, no, thought that, that's that. what we were doing. Right no, now. there's final thoughts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's confusing because and we normally have a guess. Okay, so uh, we normally <coughs> have a guess. I'm like, hey, guess. All right, yeah. So my words <coughs> of wisdom are: you, <laughs> you probably won't. Uh, get any kind of warning when the world ends because they will, America specifically will hide it from the whole world. And we'll know before anyone. So just live life as if it is Armageddon, as if a, a asteroid or meteor or Halley's Comet will come down and, and destroy us all. Uh, live every day like it's your last. Yeah, which, you know, definitely not, definitely means you're not going to work. Yeah, never go. Just stay home. Let's actually just disrupt the entire economy and just... And if today's your last day, you're definitely not checking and replacing your smoke detector batteries. Now available on Now available on Now available on You can watch it on your TV set right, right now. we weren't armed for Armageddon. Ormit. Oh, Ormit. dude, it's armed. We're going to get ormed. All right. <laughs>